You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. Welcome to the show. I'm J-Mac live in the bunker in St. Louis, Missouri. And this is Sam Wade out in Los Angeles, California. And I'm looking at your setup right there. You got kind of a spooky, shadowy thing going on. Yeah, man, I thought it was fitting. Uh, just kind of the weirdness. Actually, you know, you mentioned it before we went on, but uh, it's true. I kind of look like you did in the 666 video that we did for Tomorrow Never Knows. Yes, you're kind of all shadowy. Are we, uh, yeah, are we heading down that, that path a little bit today, maybe? We're going to get weird. I'm just going to warn our listeners right off the bat, we are going to get weird. Now, I feel like we're a little bit more comfortable because we've done, we've got a few episodes under our belt now, and I feel like we're really starting to uh, stretch our, stretch our crazy legs, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with that. This episode is going to be about something called rando nodding. I was not aware of this. Now, I've got, we're going to tie it into music here because I do have a story kind of, it's sort of like does involve music on a certain level. Because we always try to tie in music on this show, but why right. don't you just why don't you just lay on me what rando nodding is? Because this this is like must be something the kids are doing. Is this like that Pokemon Go shit where you wander around in circles out in somebody's backyard? It kind of is actually, um, but I think it's like wandering around uh, with uh, in, in circles with some kind of purpose. I, I don't know. Maybe it's less of a purpose now that I'm actually thinking about it than uh, Pokemon. All I know is that it's uh, it's weird. Let me let me start with this. I'm gonna go to the Randonautica website. There's a website. There's a website. Um, I think this might have started off as a as a Reddit thread, but there's a website. All right, and I'm just gonna see what the official term of it is. And here's what they say on Randonautica.com. The Randonautica app was created to encourage users to venture outside of their day-to-day routine by using a quantum random number generator to derive a coordinate to journey to. The app was developed by the global movement, the Randonauts. The phenomenon has taken the world by storm, and here are millions of Randonauts exploring their surroundings in nearly I love it, dude. Is that more than you bargained for? No, I love love it, dude. It's so weird. It's so deep and out there, and and I just can't wait to get into this because when you drop this on me, this this I think this is some millennial shit. This is this is something. I don't know if kids have thought this up. Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe generate Gen Xers that have watched the Matrix too many times have kind of got into this, and we're gonna get into a little Matrix conversation how it pertains to this. But yeah, dude, this is this is. Do you remember perching or no? What was it? Planking. Yes. Where we, you just lay on things and hope you didn't fall off to your death. Like people would die because yes. they would like plank on the side of a four story building or something. Well, this kind of reminds me of that, except hopefully you won't die during the middle of it. But they, you could because it, so what you're telling me is there's an organization and an app that will essentially give you a coordinates, I guess, I'm assuming somewhere in your vicinity and you just go there. Yeah. That's not all, though. 
but that is essentially what is happening. I know that's not all. Please, please lay the the rest of it on me. I, this is where it gets really interesting. Yeah, this is where it gets weird, right? Because there's now. Look, I'm not going to sit here, okay, and say that I'm an authority on rando nodding. I heard about this almost a year ago now, actually. And 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 here's the thing. Um, at the time, there wasn't an app for this when I first heard about it. Um, it was this thing that was happening through uh, one of those message apps, kind of like, um, kind of like WhatsApp, right? And it was, uh, it was called, uh, I, th- I think it was Telegram actually. And there was an AI bot that you invite to be your friend on this app and you give it your location and it gives you another location close to you to go to, right? That's it- how it started. It's cool that now there's an app that you can download. I think it's pretty new. Is this like Grinder? <laughs> no, it's, it's not like that at all. All right, okay. I um, just wondered. It sounds okay, sounds a little so like, Grinder esque. Here's the <laughs> so yeah. So so here's here's the deal. It's like um, it's supposed to have something spooky almost tied to it. Where okay, let's say that if, if everyone was living in a simulation, this is just got deep. Okay. I love it. Like the Matrix. If And here's what, what I got interested about randonauting in the first place. It was this idea. And there was like a Reddit thread or something where basically set up the idea, if, there, if, if we were living in a simulation, then it's probably possible that there's not enough processing power to render everything all the time. Right? Told you it was about to get deep. But... If you think about it, when you're playing like a video game and you're exploring the world, if you might go off the map, it might just turn into like a wireframe or something like that. So there's the idea that if we're living in a simulation, maybe we can randomly get it to not work correctly. Does that make sense? No, it does. And and I'm going to compare it to, and I'm going to go back a ways here. Do you remember the game Myst? Yeah. And it's sequel riven. Now that that's a weird ass game right there. But in in Mist, for those of you who haven't played it, it was a point and click game. You would be on an island and you would point your mouse and you would click and it would just kind of zoom up to where you clicked. So in my thought, rando nodding would be basically going somewhere where you're not allowed to click. Like there were places you wanted to get to on the island where you could not go. Like you would click and it wouldn't go. Imagine being able to click and go to the back of of Mist Island and see the framework, the like the like in theory the computer framework that's holding up the island. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Does does that make sense? It it makes a lot of sense, and that's kind of the idea is to go places that you know, like if you were on a certain path and you could be predicted to go along a certain path. If suddenly you did something completely random from what you normally did every day. You, if you went to that spot, it might not be ready for you. No, it makes it makes complete sense. I, or, I mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it, but I get it because also in video games, have gotten so much better. I've been playing Fallout Four a lot lately. Now that world is so detailed; you can literally stand on the top of a mountain and see miles into the distance. Older video games, you could see in the distance would be would be pixelated and as you got closer it would clear up so basically what you're kind of trying to do is get beyond the edge of the manufactured universe to see the stitching 
or see the framework that holds it all together, sort of like almost tricking the matrix, so to speak. And there's also, I guess we can get into this right now. I think it's in the matrix two where the, oh, the Oracle is telling Neo, you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever seen a UFO? That's the matrix not doing what it's supposed to do. It's a glitch in the matrix. Essentially, if you are seeing weird things that don't make sense, you've somehow stumbled upon an, an uncompletely rendered part of the universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. You remember that scene? Yeah. Great scene. That's deep too. Might be the best scene in the movie. Wow. Now that's really something to think about too, because it, it you know, obviously in our pop culture world where there's tons of different voices out there all the time, way more than there was even when we were kids. So many more. Um, And a lot of those ideas are talking about testing these types of things. Like there's stories about the Large Hadron Collider causing us to separate into another reality, right? There's like stories of of people showing up and they don't know where they came from, almost like they came from another time or dimension. The idea that it ties into like this idea of the matrix, I, I, I just don't think it's too much of a stretch nowadays. And it's kind of fun to think about maybe phenomenon like UFOs or ghosts could be seeing um, in, in, into one of those glitches in the matrix, so to speak. Or my dad would almost say like maybe uh, it would be like memories of like moments of energy that got trapped in a moment and just keep replaying and it doesn't realize it isn't happening right then almost like it's stuck in a loop whoa here's my mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah we probably just lost like half of our listeners sorry um no i think i think maybe not i I think i think people can can go there nowadays you know i don't want to assume people can't follow that i think that's pretty deep but you know we've seen enough time travel movies to kind of be on board with it right well, you remember when The Matrix came out, and we're kind of going off on a little thing here, but when The Matrix came out, a lot of people couldn't grasp. I talked to people that said, I don't, I don't understand what's happening in the movie. And to me, it made sense. I don't know if it's just because I grew up in the computer age. So I got the fact of a simulated world, basically a video game that you don't know you're, you don't know it's a video game. Kind of. I mean, you could guess that's one way to look at it. It's more, more realistic than a video game. It's an entire universe. So I do have a story here regarding something that may have slipped the matrix and i've told you this story before and there's there's a backstory to this story and it's it's one of the <laughs> funny it's one of the funniest things that we shared together but it wasn't funny at the time i remember you were not having a good time at the time that i shared my experience with you okay i think and, i know what you're talking about but uh Yeah, we'll get there. In a previous episode, we spoke about how you used to have keys to the church across the street from your house growing up in in St. Louis. Yeah. North North County, St. Louis. Uh Uh-huh. And I lived a few blocks away, and I'd come over, and we'd we'd jam and do whatever. And you said, let's—it was your birthday, I think. It was your birthday. I think it was 93 or 4—I don't remember. It was was mid-90s somehow. And and, and so to celebrate your birthday— That's right. To celebrate your birthday, we went over to this church where there was a grand piano and an old tape deck up in the up in the uh I guess the mixing room or the control the control room. And we were jamming, we were we were being goofy, writing stupid crap and laughing, basically having a good time. 
And we were in the big dark. It wasn't dark, but we it was dark outside, but we were in the building by ourselves. And I, for some reason, it just popped into my head. Why don't I tell you this extremely <laughs> unnerving story? Oh, not, tell it. Yes, tell that not story. Not realizing how susceptible you were to panic attacks. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. Oh, I didn't know it either. I would have never told you that story in, an, in a deserted church in the middle of the night or the, like when it's dark out. Okay, uh, okay, wait, wait. Just so just so everybody understands, like, I haven't heard this story since that night. Okay? So this is like, how many years later are we talking? Like, 25? Probably 20, 25 years? Yeah, I would guess it's 25. If you can scare me again, then that means it's a really good story. You might need I'm to turn... getting a little bit creeped out. You might need to turn <laughs> on the light, Sam, in your little room there. <laughs> I know. Okay, all so... Right, all right, wait, okay, so yes, tell me that, and then... Yes. Okay. And, and this this ties into rando nodding. All right. I went on a camping trip with my dad and and some of some of the other kids I knew growing up. I guess we were about fifteen or sixteen. And it was at a place called St. Joe State Park, which was kind of like there was sand dunes where you could dune bug, and then there was a camping area like up off the main, obviously off the sand dunes, where they had out, like restrooms and little campsites. But it was a pretty heavily wooded area. And I remember we, my my dad and and the other father that we went there with had a tent set up for us, and they they slept somewhere else because they didn't want to deal with our monkey shine. And I remember when we like when we got in the tent, my dad came out and said, "Now don't wake us up telling your stupid stories about seeing ghosts." So maybe he planted something in my mind. I don't know. So we go in the tent and we're doing the typical teenage thing, I guess, trying to scare each other, putting the flashlight under our face, and then. And then the skeleton rose out of the grave and doing all that crap. So we were in a highly susceptible state, but some might say that's the exact state you need to be in to see beyond our world. So I should, before I go any further, I should mention that I'm extremely nearsighted and I did not have my glasses on because it was like we were laying in the tent. And somewhere there's a tape, rec- I actually tape recorded this whole thing or part of like right before it because I used to tape record everybody secretly. At about 11 o'clock at night, or 11.30, it was, it was completely dark. Everybody else was asleep. I look out the tent. There's like a screen window, and I see there's a path that goes by the tent with probably about, I don't know, 100 feet or so of like trees and shrubs. And I see something walking down the path very slowly. And it kind of caught my eye because it was a moonlit night, but this thing was white and glowing. I Like I said, I wish I would have my glasses on, but it looked like a pillar of light i'll just say that what it's moving slowly now here's the thing i don't see any legs it's it's moving but i don't see i don't see any like leg swinging or arm swinging it's just moving and it gets Are you by yourself no i'm with my i'm with my buddies we're trying to scare each other right at this point oh. at this, okay yeah yeah okay at this point i should I, I should get that tape out for you and play it it was the stupidest crap that we were doing at that point, we were busy farting and talking about butt stink and like 15, 15-year-old stuff. So we'd kind of stop scaring each other at that point. I tell the guys, I say, look out the, the tent. What is that? And I think there was four other guys, four other teenagers, and they all look out. Now, I don't have my glasses on, but, but none of them were nearsighted like I was. And they were like, what is that? What? I was like, it looks like it's floating. And then, dude, this is the part that's going to make... I hope you got your shit and pants on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because okay. this thing, it had it, it had like a white hood. It was like a pillar of light, but there was like a like a head, like a hood, and and the hood turned very slowly, like it heard us in the tent saying, "Look at this thing out the window," and inside the hood was just black. So it's a white, it's a white basically pillar with a white hooded head and a black shadow in its and it's where its face would be and when it hears us it looks at us and then immediately triples its speed without without walking and zooms out of sight up the path um and into the woods i don't know what the hell it was now we freaked out yeah we freaked Dude, out that gave, that gave me literal goosebumps well the, the story continues so we go out, we're so freaked out, we're like, we're like chewing our fingernails and pissing our pants, and we go out where we saw it, there's no footprints, Now it was an asphalt path, but there was no footprints, and there was no wind blowing, but the trees above our head were moving. Dude, it, was, it freaked me the hell out, dude. Freaked me oh, out. So that's good. That seems to me that... I saw something I couldn't explain. Once again, I didn't have I did not have my glasses on, but but basically, it wasn't that far away. It wasn't like a football field away. It was like like across the street kind of a kind of a view. Gotcha. I never saw it move its legs, I never saw it move its arms. And the explanation after after we uh the next morning was a lady in a bathrobe, which I don't believe because bathrobes don't have hoods on them. Yeah, it's like you're describing a ring wraith or something. Yeah, but like a white ring wraith. Now, now, what was told to me? I guess we went home the next morning, not because of that, because we. I guess I had to get back. Two of the guys stayed, and they said they saw them the same thing the next night. And it was a lady in a bathrobe going up to take a shower. And I would say, a bathrobes don't have hoods. B, I didn't see it walking. I saw it floating. And why the hell would you be going up at midnight to take a shower? In the in the bathroom, but it was bizarre, dude. It was it's the woods. If you gotta if you gotta take a piss, you just do it like outside your tent, go in the woods or whatever. So I don't have a good explanation for that, but it seemed like that is as close as I ever got to seeing something supernatural. What is your take on that? And explain your reaction after our teenage selves got done talking about this in the empty church building. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, there are two different responses. Right now, my response to that story is that is certainly something that is hard to know exactly what happened. And one of the things that, you know, I do is I, I stay open to the possibility from a scientific perspective. I stay open to the possibility until I can find proof that it doesn't exist. Right? Yeah. A good theory is to say that something is possible and you do everything you can to try and prove that or disprove it. So I think that definitely falls in the category of something that you can't totally explain, especially since the other people were there and they saw it. That freaked them out too, right? They didn't want to talk about it. They did not want to talk about it the next morning or the next week or even years afterwards. People were like, don't talk about it. It was a lady in a bathroom. And I'm like, I don't think so, dude. I do not think. Why would a woman in a bathroom be out in the middle of the night? It was weird, dude. It was like it was a wooded yep. it was a wooded area. There were paths through the campsite, but it was wooded. And if you're going yeah. up to a to a public shower in the middle of the night, I would say that's almost as spooky as a ghost. What are you doing up there in the middle of the night? 
No, I think it's it's definitely weird. And, you know, I'm sure more of these types of things will come up in later conversations, because I certainly have a few stories I could share of things I can't explain that I've seen. Um, and so for me, it's a little bit easier to accept that there's a possibility that what you saw was something. Um, supernatural could be a word only in the sense that, you know, we don't have a way to measure it yet. So, yeah, I think that is truly a weird story. When I was a kid <laughs> and you told me that story. It freaked me out. I have a very good imagination. And when I was a kid, like it started to like <laughs> work inside my head. And here, you know, I, I, the way I remember it too, is that we were sitting in the, in that building. And I think uh, we didn't have all the lights on um, to create like this cool, like, you know, music writing vibe. Um, but it was a fairly big room um, and, you know, in older buildings so every once in a while, you know, you would hear like, uh, the, 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 the wood roof, the big wood and the, like up in the ceiling, the, the rafters would crack, you know, yep. crackle and it would echo through the room or you would hear probably like a mouse or something shuffle. And it, so some of that started to happen and I started to think like, okay, we need to get out of this place. This is a comfortable <laughs> So the devil is in the church is what you're saying. Is that what I was saying? I literally do not remember what I was saying. Um, is that what I said? The devil was in the church? You... You acted like the hounds of hell were on your tail. And I will say this. By this time, it was, I believe it was a summertime. When is your birthday? Your birthday's in the summer, right? It's in the summer, yeah. I am a cancer. So it was dark. So it, it was probably at, at least 9 o'clock, maybe later. Yeah, so it could have been like 9 or 10. It yeah. was, uh, we, we were up past our bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And we were in an old empty church with an old grand piano. It was brick with a with a high ceiling it was very atmospheric i think the combination of my story and i don't know why the hell i brought it up i would not have brought it up had i known how much you were going to freak out i I actually remember being concerned like what's going on you were so you were so amped up so you went back to your house i went home i think i walked home because at that point i don't think i had a car Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Now explain what happened when you went home because this your your night was not getting any better once you got inside your house. <laughs> well, I you know I, I think at that point in my life, I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty like uh, I'm I'm I don't know, I guess I'm gonna say this I'm I'm sensitive right like I kind of think that I I could be uh, like a like a like an empath or, or, or empathetic. I don't go too far down those those roads, but I feel like my mind's eye was just spinning and it was, you know, definitely some anxiety associated with that. And I couldn't sleep that night. And I had some, some, I, you know, I had the typical teenage room with posters all over the wall. No, you didn't except, dude. What you had on your, what, the, which, what you had on your wall was, was, I'm not going to say the word, but I want to cuss here and say your room was really blank and scary. <laughs> It freaked me the hell out when I saw it. I was like, what is going on in this guy's room? Explain, explain. You lived in it like a loft and the, the, yeah, ce- so- the ceiling was slanted and you had, you had put a mural on the slanted ceiling, I guess over your bed, which was frankly yeah. horrific. I embraced being an artist at a very young age. I started writing songs when I was 13. I was doing like uh, sculptures and paintings and writing poetry and doing all the different forms of art. 
So it wasn't uncommon for me to use the only gallery that I had, which was the walls of my room to put to display some of this art. So I had things all over my room like this. But I will say the, the mural that I had was disturbing. The way that that was created, okay, was, and, and you know, I hope this will kind of describe what it looked like. So me and my buddy uh, were doing some, we're making a whole bunch of copies for something um, in, in front of this copy machine. We got really bored and we decided it would be funny to like Photoshop or to like put our hand on the copier and and do that or like put like a coffee mug on the copier and, you know, and it would print out this really super dark kind of ugly looking copy. But what we figured out was because the scanner for the copier moves from one side to the other. Right. What you could do is you could kind of manipulate that image that it eventually printed by moving the thing along with the scanner. Oh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what we did is we would use our hand, then we kind of blur our hand across the page or or do things. And then we started taking pictures of like our face. And because the the copy machine was so low 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 resolution, you would only get like the tip of the nose and like the hands if you if you, if you put your hands by your head and you see some some pieces of hair. And so, and the rest would just be like in the shadows. It looked like hostage video. It looked like a hostage video. Yeah. It looked it was it was terrible. It was very dark. It was. I mean, I'm probably pulling here from something that only nerds would remember. But you remember in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix when when Sirius Black gets thrown into that that weird tunnel where there's all that black whispering and all those like dead people. If I could have an audio for that picture, it sounded like a wailing wall of tortured victims that were screaming out from the black shadows of like the netherworld, overstating it a little bit. I was very emo. It was weird. (laughs) And so what happened was you went home and got freaked out by your own, by your own damn, by your own damn mural and ripped it all down. You next day I came over, it was all gone. You were like, I'm I was like, what about last night? You're like, I'm going to talk about last night. (laughs) Like, no, it didn't happen. I would talk about it. No, dude. Uh, yeah, I did. I totally took it down because I looked up and it was like uh, this whole like mural of like 12 images of darkness. I was such an emo kid uh, and uh, it just made me feel like kind of like down and I, I it just made me more scared. So I took it down. Yeah. Yeah, it looked but like then I put something else up in its place. It looked like outtakes of the Blair Witch Project. It was very low. <laughs> Very low, dark. very low-fi, but very disturbing in a really unexplainable way. So no wonder yeah, you no, accomplished. No wonder you got scared. Um, so to tie it back into rando nodding, you you you've been doing a little rando nodding of your own, trying to break the matrix, trying to see the seams in the universe. What has happened on your adventures? And don't yeah. say don't say you saw a lady in a white bathrobe with a hood on. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a whole, well, you know, that would be a whole different story. But, uh, I mean, the idea of, of being able to kind of, like, surprise the simulation, like, really appealed to me. I, I you know, I can be, like, a, a, a very analytical person, so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, one thing I should share is, like, one of these, one of these illustrations to display this would be, like, if you turned around as quickly as you could and, and looked behind you, would the room exist? Does it render fast enough? That's a little trick that you can, or a little test that you can try. And what? this is kind of like a larger way of doing that. So the first time I did it, I just was on my, I, I was, I had like a, like an hour to myself where I didn't have anything planned. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and do this. So 
I typed in a location and I, I ended up in like this business park, like walking on a sidewalk. And there wasn't anything particularly weird because because the idea is that you can set an intention, basically like saying, I'm looking to answer to this or to find this, or you can say, just give me a completely random thing. Like there's all these different ways that you can kind of manipulate it. But once I was like at this spot and I was walking by, I saw like this little piece of plastic and it said something about air travel. And the funny thing was, is that evening I was scheduled to uh, go jump on a flight. So I thought that was a little bit weird. So I was like, okay, let me do another one. So I did another one. And that was the cra- one of the craziest ones of all. Because it takes me, and I'm, this is actually in, in Colorado, and I'm just driving around like this subdivision. And these are all normal looking houses, except suddenly there's this house that has all of these out of place artifacts all over the yard. I promise you. I'm looking at, uh, do you know those, uh, those phone booths that you see in pictures of London that are red? You know, you see them in like antique malls. And yeah, stuff. like the Doctor Who one or whatever that is. Yes. Yeah. You know, kind of like that. So they had one of those sitting there. Um, and then there was like just this one sign that just had a huge letters, huge big letters in the yard, like bigger than a person that just said the word yes or something like that. And then it had like uh, one of the terracotta soldiers. It was like this hodgepodge of things from all over the world were settling this yard. So bizarre. It literally took me to that location randomly. That was weird. And so I was a little bit freaked. I was like, I got time for one more. So I will do one more. And it took me to back to where I was going for my meeting um, and just down the little ways to a gas station. I'm like, okay, this is going to, this is bump. You know, it's taking me to a, to a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. You, so I'm like, you want okay. Some, want some chips and a Mountain Dew to go with your Brando knot? <laughs> right. Right. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So, but it was weird. It's like, okay, I'll go in and I'll get, it's like something to drink, whatever. And I walk in and there's this huge display. And on the display are all these little owls, what? little owl figurines, which right of that by himself will be really weird, right? That yeah. by itself would be so weird. The creepiest thing about it was the icon for Randonauts yeah. is an owl. Now, now, I would have had to buy one of them things. Did you buy one? No, I was too creeped out. I was like, I got to go back. <laughs> I could see that being a little weird. Um, oh, okay, this this I just thought of this. This is another example. And I believe I told you about this earlier this week, and you agreed that it was weird. You know that scene in the Truman Show where Truman figures out the world is all fake when he yeah. when he sits in his car and watches the same bike go by five times behind him? He's sitting in his car looking in the rearview mirror, and there's like, there's a pattern of traffic behind his house that repeats like every minute and a half or something. Well, I'm sitting on my front porch. I got a porch swing. And I see this SUV go by. No big deal. See it go by again. Starts, I'm thinking, did I, did, maybe somebody forgot their, I don't know, forgot their purse or something. I don't, I don't know. Goes by again. I go in to tell my lady friend. I was like, you got to come out here. There, there's this SUV driving. She's like, whatever. She's like, I'm trying to work. She's like, get, get a damn job. There's no SUV driving around. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I proceed to be like a creepy old man. And I stand at the front door looking out the window. And there it goes again. I was like, five times. She's not. <laughs> Naomi's not. She's not amused. She's like, whatever. 
She's like, you're going senile. <laughs> I saw it go by again. I counted six times. Now, the next day, this shows how much I have to do. The next day, I didn't see it. I mean, I didn't stand at the window all day, but I was, I was kind of in and out, kind of checking, never saw, it go, never saw it go by again. Two days later, I saw the same thing going by again. I'm like, what is going on? It was really weird, and I started to think either, either my pills that I take are making me see stuff or somebody's, like, casing the neighborhood. Because I live in a nice neighborhood. Like, maybe they're trying to steal stuff. Well, I go for morning walks around my neighborhood. Get, like, I get out, stretch my legs, get some fresh air. Well, I, get, I see this guy, again, this guy again, and I get a look at the guy in the driver's seat. It's an old man. And he's going, when he sees me, he slows down and goes about five miles an hour. Now, the neighborhood's 25, so he's going literally, I'm walking almost as fast as he's driving. I try Whoa. to catch his eye, nothing. Several more mornings, the same thing happens. Well, I decide to drive around the neighborhood and maybe see if I can see this car. Because at this point, I'm like, what is going on? There, I saw the SUV. It's at the bottom of the neighborhood. I guess it's an old man. I don't know if he even should be driving, but he just drives around the neighborhood in circles all like all morning long. It's really, really weird. And I don't think anybody but me would have noticed because I get out and walk and I'm on the front porch with my son a lot. But there was a moment where I was like, is this, is this, is the program, is the program locked up? Is, is my reality locked up? It was really, really strange. Now, what's your wow. first thought? You see something like that. Like I confirmed it's, a, it's an old man who probably maybe, I don't know if he has Alzheimer's or if he's OCD. It wasn't nearly as creepy as I, I thought when I saw the answer to it, but I, I could see you with your imagination getting all weirded out about that. It's true. Um, but I, I, I would like to say that it, I think it's a really smart thing to do, especially if you have a, a like like an imagination where that can run wild. Is if you spend a lot of time thinking of all the worst things and the weirdest things that it could be, challenge yourself to think of all the best things it, it it could be too. So like usually like I try not to be quick to jump to a conclusion unless if it feels weird, right? Like if there's something off about it that I'm like I sense like this seems a little off, then yeah, I'd probably be like is this dude following me or what? You know what I mean? Well, that's why that's why when I saw him drive by, I literally kind of stopped and looked and tried to catch his eye. And I looked; he had sunglasses on. He had like a like a jacket on. He was really old. And I, I'm at, th- at that point, I realized this guy probably. I don't even know if he should be driving. Did he have a bathrobe on? No that uh, that would have been the clincher. That that would have yeah. been the clincher. <laughs> that probably would have made it even more of a weird thing if he had been. What if he would have had? You've been following me a long time. What if he would have had a cowboy hat on, just some some random, (laughs) and a bumper sticker that said uh, Reagan, nineteen eighty eighty or whatever. That like like somebody straight out of time. You know what I'm saying? That would have been weird. That would have been weird. I love to think like that too. That's pretty sweet. You know, I did rando not the other day, um, right before we did one of the episodes. So yeah, I the the other day I did uh, I I went out and did some randonauting and I was out for a walk, and I ended up at this place uh, like like I live close to where you can kind of walk through um, some subdivisions and then you end up like on the edge of kind of like this like desert brush kind of area of the known universe of the known universe, and it's like one of the only places I can go around here where there's not a lot of people, so it's kind of nice to go up that way. And uh, so I'm standing there and there's no one around 
and I'm looking around and there's like this, and it's, it's actually a spot I hadn't found before. So this was new already, like a new spot. Like I turned down a street. I wouldn't normally turn down. I ended up at this other spot where I'd walk up into the, this dirt trail and there's scrub brush around me and it ends in the middle. I'm surrounded by this Canyon and there's like this part of the dirt that's flattened out into a circle. And my mind goes like, "Oh, this would be like a perfect spot for like a UFO to land." I was gonna say, or, was there like was there like little green men like in the in the in, like looking at you from the canyon wall, <laughs> right? Or you know, this could be like where they hold like uh, some like Kubrick type you know eyes wide shut ceremony out here in LA. Okay, you know I'm I mean? liking that. <laughs> so. I'm like, okay, this is inspiring me. Like, I just kind of want to do something different. I have, I didn't know this place was here. I was like, oh yeah, the rando knot. I'm gonna try that. So I went in and I and I got a point and I was like, I can walk to this. So it took me about 15, 20 minutes to walk there. And as I turned the corner, I'm looking at this place and you know, there's a lot of eclectic houses around here. I was like, this is a cool little spot, but nothing seems weird. Um, until I go a little bit further down the road and right in front of this house on the other side of it is a car with the number 13 printed on the side of it. Which, right away, you know, number 13 is a weird number. There's a lot of superstition surrounding it. But what I thought was interesting about it was we were just getting ready um, to release our first music in a long, long time on. November 13th on yep. Friday the 13th. Yeah. I just happened to see that at that point. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, what are the odds? What are the odds? I mean, I've, I can't, I know there's a, a car at my son's school, like the Herbie, the love bug. And I, it's a, there's a number on that, but I think it's 23, but what are the odds of seeing a car or anything with the big number 13 painted on it? Literally yep. like a week or two out from a pretty, pretty important milestone in our, in our musical careers. No, absolutely. And that's um and, and and you pointed out it's like Herbie the Love Bug. I, I, I wanna point out that like it wasn't like this car had like a number thirteen and a little tiny sticker on the window. On the driver's side door, like a big racing number filling up almost a whole door was the number thirteen. That is pretty you know I mean? that is pretty strange. I gotta give you that. That is pretty strange. It's weird. So I wanna try it again. So maybe if some people out there they're like, Hey, I wanna try this, go download the app and Send us a send us some emails about it, or drop a drop a note on our Facebook page. Oh, I should mention also. I should have I, I should have said this at the beginning of the show. We do have a Facebook, two tape decks and a mixing board. That's on. That's I think that's the the Earl right. Facebook.com slash two tape decks and a mixing board. That's right. Send that's us right. messages. Get updates when the show becomes available. Send us an email at tomorrow never knows band at gmail.com. I guarantee you every every email and message will be answered. Cause because we love our fans. We we love we love we love attention. So the more attention we get, the better. <laughs> and we but no, seriously, I love interacting with people that listen to the show. It's a lot of fun. I've done podcasting for years. That's that's some of the funnest parts of doing this is interacting with the listeners. It's a lot of fun. So I think we got an episode in the can, my friend. I think so, man. That was fun to talk about. For two tape decks and a mixing board, I'm J-Mac. Sam Wade. Sing Stay Stay Cosmic. Cosmic.